Hello, folks. Welcome to part two of this Palestine Solidarity Special here on the Vandal Factory podcast. If for some reason you haven't listened to part one, we'd recommend you go and check that out. So at the end of part one, we had just heard some magnificent people on the streets of Leeds yes, who had yes. uh, gone to a protest and they were telling us exactly why they were there. But going to a protest isn't the only action you can take, is it, Henry? No, there are many forms of standing in solidarity with Palestine and here are just a few of them. So for those of you that want to get your hands dirty and are yes. feeling super brave, there is always direct action Hall hail the people who've been getting involved with Palestinian action and Sisters Uncut who've been putting their bodies on the line to block Elbit Systems, the arms traders, and, and stopping that conveyor belt of weapons that are going to bomb civilians in Gaza. Listen, if blocking a road isn't exactly our cup of tea, you can still write to your MP. Um, you can demand that they call for a ceasefire. There was a recent vote in Parliament to acknowledge a ceasefire that was put forward by the Scottish National Party and lots of politicians voted against it or abstained and then made these wishy-washy statements online saying, oh, I do believe in a ceasefire and peace, but not through this motion. Well, next time that gets put into Parliament, Hundreds, thousands of people contacting your MP demanding they call for a ceasefire. They need to know that if they are not standing up for Palestinian human rights, then they are not getting your vote. Simple as that. Look up the BDS movement, which is Boycott, Divestment and Sanctions. They are a Palestinian-led movement calling out Israeli and international companies engaged in violations of Palestinian human rights. Are you in a union? I sure am. Well, if not, why not? You can call on your union to propose a motion uh, to support a ceasefire or to defend Palestinian rights. You can also organise through other groups. So you can go and find out what is your local Palestinian solidarity group or just get together with a group of friends and family and organise your own march, a vigil, fairs, fundraisers, gigs, film screenings. Organisations you can donate to include Medical Aid for Palestinians or Doctors Without Borders. If you're a poet, a theatre maker, musician, or artist of any kind, you can sign the Artist for Palestine pledge at www.artistforpalestine.org.uk. So a lot of art galleries, museums, cultural centres will talk a lot about human rights or supporting people's voices or underrepresented minorities. But when it comes to the crunch, when it comes to actually standing up against the genocide, they're oddly quiet. So culture workers for Palestine have been occupying, have been organising and demanding that art spaces and arts organisations recognise and champion Palestinian rights mm. on this political platform. And often it's to do with funding and where the, where the money comes from. So they're demanding that they divest and say no to the big glossy checks and yes to standing up for citizens of Gaza and the West Bank. I recommend you look up Publishers for Palestine, um, who support Palestinian authors and writers. You can also read and share the Queers in Palestine statement at queersinpalestine.noblogs.com. 
Org. What about this street sound system, Henners? What's that? So rolling through the streets of London has been a mobile sound system blasting out voices from across the world. People that can't be there in person have donated audio to say they stand in solidarity. So if you want to get involved, you should go to soundcloud.com forward slash street sound system or you can email them no signal sound at protonmail.com. One of the most important pieces of action that you can take is about education. Have difficult conversations with your friends, with your family, with your co-workers. Educate yourself on the history and the politics. So we realise that we've mentioned quite a lot of Palestinian-led organisations so far. We thought you might want to check out some Jewish-led organisations. So you might want to look at Namud, Judas, Black Jewish Alliance, Jewish Voice for Peace and Jewish Voice for Labour. Honestly, just following these groups on Instagram, I have learned so much. There's some fantastic, articulate people Now, me and Natalie are both theatre makers, so it'd be a shame not to mention the Gaza monologue. So these are testimonies written by young Palestinians in 2010, working with Ashtar Theatre based in Ramallah. And they've been performed across the country by loads of different amazing theatre companies. We want to give a shout out to our local pals, Commonwealth Theatre, based in Cardiff and down the road in Bradford, who've been staging the Gaza monologues. If you're a theatre company, if you're an actors group, if you're a community group, you too can stage these powerful monologues um, and do some fundraising and sharing these stories. There's also been a number of compilations, music compilations put out on Bandcamp. There's a Leeds one where Leeds bands have been submitting their tracks as a fundraiser. There's a Manchester one, a Sheffield one, a Birmingham one, a Newcastle one. Hello, peace and blessings, dear Henry, Natalie and every single listener of Vandal Factory podcast. This is Rizmi. I'm part of the Brum for Pal fundraiser compilation where we're using art and music as a way of organizing and mobilizing and fundraising in our places to make noise about the genocide happening in Gaza and to really, really help ignite and spark um, this collective movement and collective consciousness of how colonization is impacting people and land uh, here and all over the world. Art is a portal at its best and at its finest. Sound can completely transform our reality when used in an intentional way. And we're absolutely elated to have done this call out and you know, not known who's gonna respond and have received 21 amazing, amazing human, humane, humanizing sounds uh, from poetry, spoken word, a cappella, through to really super interesting um, hybrids of music and poetry to industrial techno, to jungleist vibes, to folk guitar. We've had all kinds of people respond to this um, call out and we're fundraising for Pal Action and for Restless Beings. So we're supporting direct action here in the UK and aid work in Gaza. Please support at Brum number four Pal. So at Brum for Pal on Instagram, you can find the compilation on Bandcamp with the same name. And it's called From Birmingham to Palestine. It was such a stepping into the unknown because 
we just did the call out and had no idea who would respond. And we'd never done anything like this before. We were inspired by our friends from Manchester to Palestine compilation, and they are at MCR4PAL. They launched the first compilation like this and other cities like us from Birmingham, Sheffield for PAL, uh, Le- Chef for PAL, Leeds for PAL. This is an amazing coming together, not only for the fundraising, but also for all of us learning to use our voice. Yeah, please keep the art and activism alive. We really need it in this time. It's a really dark time and our art, our voices and each other can be the light that carry us through. So peace and love to you all. And thank you for supporting Brom for Pal. Our compilation is called From Birmingham to Palestine. Much love. The final piece of action we want you to take is to support Palestinian artists. Enough talking about the action we can take. If we're going to champion Palestinian voices, I think it's about time we heard from some. So we reached out to artists across the globe and some of them were very kind enough to send us some audio. First off, you're going to hear from Arij Kaud, who is a Palestinian visual artist, talking about her work. Her work has been featured in London, Dubai, South Korea, New York, and you can see her work on her website and her Instagram. You can listen to Aya Ganame, a Palestinian illustrator, writer and author of the children's book, These Olive Trees. Which is an absolutely beautiful book and I, you need to Google it right now and check it out. Then we're going to hear from poet and performer Farah Chama. Farah kindly sent us clips of her performing in the streets at protests and mixed with electronic music, which is her as part of the music duo Chameleon. And finally, we are going to hear from Saeed Silbak, who is a musician. He's going to introduce his own work, but his track is called Gaza. Let's hear them. Hello, my name is Arij Qaoud. I'm a Palestinian artist and writer. My art practice is generally concerned with the diaspora psychology, uh, disastrous scenarios and uh, emergency provisions, which uh, means anything that uh, presents itself as safety. And I delve into these concepts, uh, but the medium is very likely to change with every project just because I, I like that the medium is dictated by the work. So with every new project or new research that I'm working on, I like that the medium kind of comes out of that the medium changes in a in a way that sometimes I have to learn something more about filmmaking or a certain fabrication of a material. Being able to work with other artists, collaborate, um, enjoy the interdisciplinary aspect of certain work. The way that uh, some works are being produced, I'm a lot more involved with the community, um, specifically the diaspora community. In, in uh, my last uh, couple of projects, they are around a specific space, which is the diaspora food shop. So it's around food. And um, because the more that I speak to people in the diaspora community, it started off from London and then continued to other cities. I realized that that space, the diaspora food shop, where I would go to shop for something that is more specific like to my culture, and they exist in, in a lot of cities because there are many people in diaspora, like it's a huge number around the world. But that space in itself to me is playful, so I started uh, trying to figure out why is it playful to me, and um, other than uh, 
that sense of familiarity around certain products that let's say I find something that my mom used to buy or looking for something to complete a certain meal. Um, there's a sense of safety in that space. So I find myself like helping others, arranging things. And uh, the more I interviewed people in the diaspora community and across cities, and I asked them like, what, what, what connects you to home? Like what heals um, what heals it? Because to me, it's it's a sense of suffering, like being severed from home, especially as a Palestinian, like unable to enter Palestine. Um, it, um, yeah, there's this continuous suffering where you want to heal it, and you you start. I started researching, like how do what do people do? And um, most of the interviews, like I mean, people talk about you know talking to family on the phone or um or music or you know holding cultural aspects like preserving them practicing them every day be it with clothing or otherwise but like a massive percentage let's say 70 percent like they say food food is what connects them to home so it takes me back to you know to the food diaspora shop you know the diaspora food shop and why that space is very very important and it's a space of refuge for everyone that enters it everyone that comes looking for fruits that are coming from their hometown or certain products that they can't find anywhere else because it's not a supermarket with like endless products it it has specific products it has a certain amount of it and yes more will come of it but it's not this massive amount so my last um i produced a uh, short film work and it's called still hungry and in arabic it's titled biddish ashba which means I don't want to be full um, or unable to be full because it's just a continuous search for home. So still hungry, it, um, yeah, it documents these aspects of these spaces that is, why is it comforting? Why is it familiar? What's the, what's the, there are some domestic qualities to these shops where the people who are setting them up or the owners they have implemented aspects that relate to home, be it the shelving or the way that they arrange certain things or what products they bring in. And another photography project came out of it. If you want to look at more of my projects, you can go to arishqaoud.com. I'm also on Instagram, if that makes sense. I mean, that's where I interact with a lot of people as well. But yeah, that's about it. My name is Aya Ghanameh and I am an author, illustrator, and designer. I wrote and illustrated my first picture book, These Olive Trees, when I was a student at the Rhode Island School of Design, and it was just published this last August by Penguin Random House. So my debut book, These Olive Trees, follows the story of a Palestinian family and their ties to the land, and how a young girl finds a way to care for her home, even as she says goodbye. It's based on the story of my own grandmother, Uraib, who the protagonist is named after, and her family who had to leave their home in Nablus in 1967 after already having been displaced from Haifa in 1948. I wrote and illustrated the first draft of these olive trees when I was in college, and I was taking a lot of literature classes even though my major was illustration. I was making a lot of comics in different formats at that time, and eventually wound up taking a class that focused on children's books writing and illustration, it was like a joint illustration and writing class that focused on children's books writing. And my final project for that class was to write and sketch out an entire original children's book dummy 
And after I shared photos of it on Instagram, many people in the publishing industry reached out and expressed interests. It eventually fell into the hands of my editor, Maggie Rosenthal, who is a Jewish American woman at Viking at Penguin Random House. These olive trees tells my grandmother's story, but I want people to understand that it's not just her story. Millions of people have this same experience of forced expulsion. I wanted to document her story and share it widely because I think a lot of what happens to us Palestinians is held onto and passed down orally. Everything I've ever learned from our elders and community has been orally relayed to us, and it's important that we use what platforms and resources we have to document our stories. And that's what this book was. It was an effort to put the story down and actually share it widely. Palestinian oral history has been a vital part of countering the occupation's narrative ever since 1948, and they've taken every and any measure to suppress our truth since the start. And this book came out of that like legacy of Palestinian oral history, of indigenous oral practices. The story is that of a Palestinian in the narrative of the Palestinian themselves, establishing legitimacy for the stories of refugees that were expelled by being distributed and accepted into the mainstream. We're always told that we don't exist, never existed, our identity is fabricated, that we were never there, and that our genocide is fabricated. So it's very important to put ourselves out there and resist these narratives in every way that we know how, and actively amplify the voices of the most disenfranchised among us. I want to think that it helps the Palestinians most vulnerable today, directly facing genocide because it tells the truth, and the Zionist narrative is very fragile. Writing a book like this was a bit of a struggle because I couldn't use words like occupation or settler colonialism, not because they aren't true, but because they would be very difficult to make sense of in a story for children. And language is very important when we talk about Palestine because it's often talked about so poorly in the Western world. The Palestinian struggle is commonly framed as a war or a conflict, which implies that there's two sides, equal in power, fighting it out over a territory when this could not be further from the truth. I use the author's note in my book as a space to speak more freely, more casually, because that's a section that I think is more meant for the adult reading the book with a child. You read a book to a child with a topic that's considered heavy or for a lot of people not age appropriate, and then you get the context and the language in the author's note that help you guide the conversation you have with your child that follows. And it was so important for me to be able to have that language in there even if it's just in an author's note because of how much scrutiny there is around the language Palestinians use to talk about our own struggle. And I want people to know also that these olive trees is for everyone, so I don't think that it's necessarily just meant for children, although it's in the format of a picture book. And even though it is meant for everybody, nothing makes me happier than seeing and hearing from Palestinian children specifically reading it and relating to it and being eager to tell me their family story that's so similar to my family's. I want to end on the same note that my book does by saying, like these olive trees, we are still here. بنيت جواي أماكن بتشبهني ألوان وكلمات وموسيقى وفن We will not break as much anger and love as it takes 
We will not break as much anger and love as it takes. We will not break as much anger and love as it takes. I see the Israeli apartheid wall falling. 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 فلسطيني أنا بتضلها تكبر لأني بشوفها في حبت السمسم اللي في الزعتر بشوفها في السماء اللي بنرشه على بيض العيون بشوفها في اليانسون المتخبي في كعك العجو وفي حبت الهيل اللي انطحنت في بن القهوة And to all the springs that bloom within us, watch us renew a thousand Aprils in us every day. This is politics at the end of the day. It always is. Yet this is way more than I ever thought. The surface only reveals the bad joke. And those who partake in making any war profitable no longer have a place in our hearts. Those looking for fame or a name to leech on. Those playing victim or innocent or superstar. Those fueling the feud only to watch it from their terraces and say, Oh, we know this well. We say, bless you, but go to hell. Bless you, but go to hell. Bless you, but go to hell. Thank you for having me on your podcast, uh, Vandal Factory. Uh, my name is Saeed Silbaq. I'm a Palestinian composer and oud player, um, originally from the Lower Galilee and now based in London. A couple of words on um, 
my piece Gaza that you will be listening to it was composed in 2014 and I'm recording this message on November 29th 2023 um, where a war has been ongoing on Gaza for almost two months now on the piece itself uh, you can hear my voice and Rula Azar's voice who is a Palestinian singer originally from Nazareth as well as um, Akram Haddad who played piano and arranged and produced the piece um, the lyrics unfor unfortunately are very relevant even to this war um, after almost 10 years uh, that uh, the original piece was written the lyrics mean burn O candle light up the darkness of the night with hope you teach mankind the meaning of humanity and all they do is ignore um, so hopefully these words will resonate and um, and peace will prevail and um, apartheid and the occupation of Palestine will end and the Palestinian people will gain their freedom. Thank you very much.
That was four amazing artists that take t- take my breath away. I just it yeah it, I, I find it I'm speechless and I think over the last eight weeks I've often found myself speechless and to know that there's other people out there who can continue no matter what they're going through to show up to keep telling the stories to the outside world um to express themselves so poignantly to to keep to to be resilient in the face of god knows what um i'm just in awe i'm always in awe of them i mean i i love the music and I love the poetry and Arija's visual art is stunning as well but I am drawn to Farah and as a performance poet myself like seeing her in the streets being so like powerful and taking up that space and having the crowd respond the power of words uh, is 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 a legacy of of protest poetry of performance art that spans the globe that spans hundreds of years the palestinians are teaching us a lesson about resilience and about strength and about courage um that we need to take forward in in all our struggles as well as solidarity with them the there's a regular quote that goes on the internet at the moment that's palestinian is is your compass of your conscience so the crossover of patriarchy of climate justice issues of the arms trade of um racism colonialism so it all every all these issues are interconnected mm. um as always and there's something about um how when we engage with art and really listen to a powerful piece of poetry or music how it shifts our being and then we can have a different kind of conversation. Um, you know, as as we've been sitting here re- recording this, our mood has changed depending on who we've just listened to. You know, it, it alters. And I think that's, you know, massively powerful. Massively powerful. So I'm reminded of a clip I saw of Emily Stevenson speaking at a London demonstration in solidarity with Palestine. And she says that solidarity is love made political. And I think all these ideas of intersectionality, of anti-racism, of anti-colonialism, all merge together and mix together in this one fight, this one movement. And you ca- you cannot have one without the other. Let's hear from Emily then. Shalom Aleikum, everyone. Um, So I'm just going to start on a personal note today, because not only am I a British Jew, I'm also a British Bosnian, and today is Bosnian Statehood Day. And the Jewish bloc is here today, who I'm going to shout out, because there are, once again, hundreds of Jewish people who feel safe enough to stand in solidarity with Palestinians! And solidarity is love made political. You do not fight anti-Semitism through the suppression of Palestinian solidarity. We keep each other safe. And we are here today to make it clear that Jewish safety is inextricably linked to the safety of everyone who is minoritized and marginalized including and especially Palestinians. Jewish liberation and Palestinian liberation
nation have never been opposed to each other and you cannot have one without the other. We stand shoulder to shoulder, hand in hand, to call for an end to the killing. We're going to hear three poems now. Um, these are poems from people standing in solidarity with Palestine across the UK. The first poem is called Prayer Directed at X by uh, Oka, who lives in London. The next poem is Do Birds Still Sing in Gaza by Hanan Issa, who is the national poet of Wales. Uh, Ooh, this, oh, the yeah. national poet of Wales. <laughs> um, and this poem is part of Literature Wales. And then finally, uh, a poem called The World is Asking by Mohammed Salou, who is part of the Batley Poets, unsurprisingly, based in Batley. Hi, Vandal Factory. This is Prayer Directed at X. Uh, my name is Kairani Baroka. After serpent with feet. Keep me tender in cupped hands. Let dust turn back to felt. Cuts beget blooming. Arias from nail-bitten mouths. You can't take me anywhere, Udalama. Let us stay here buttering dreams in a genocidal neighborhood. Keep me tender in there. Keep me sleepy warm. Freshly bathed as algos close in for coin. Raucous rock of death could be any year. Don't ever tell them where I am, where you cup me quiet and teething again. Rub kajibit oil on my miniature back, and when they ask what you have there, say you're praying. This is an official Literature Wales commission for the National Poet of Wales. Do the birds still sing in Hazza? People say write a poem about it, and I probably will, since leaving an empty space where a poem needs to exist is like locking the door on a hurricane. Spilling out this poem will elude me. Trimming it into a tidy hedge, I'll hear children stuck in full stops. Neat spaces between words over, they'll jump like endless rows of dead mothers, brothers. Probably somewhere in Gaza, a woman sucks in her tummy one last time. Looking in a gold-edged mirror, willing to be body positive under siege. Another sits at a desk, hobbled by the terror of attacks or the blank page in front of her. Keyboard clacks, backspace, no more murder becomes never was. Pinching the parameters of Palestine on a map, she adjusts, dragging outwards, filling lungs across the land as people walk with ease between this ancestral olive grove, this settler complex. Welcome, they sang, to the boats towed into a Palestinian port long ago. The Germans destroyed our families and homes. Don't you destroy our hopes? Palestinian bakeries are targets. To kill the spirit, you cannot allow the scent of fresh baked bread because loaves carry life, day to day to day life. And if you wish to end a people, you must crush all joy. Silence the laughter. I wonder, do the birds still sing in Gaza? I don't know if they can patchwork a nest above genocide, rolled out like a macabre carpet. Snakes and rats listen, says the voice on the phone. 
We, your benevolent enemy, will destroy your hope and home in five. So run. And I am running too, past the empty nests, the blackened bakery. A metallic voice from the sky laughs. Don't destroy our hope as clouds empty poison. And I run across the map. See the writer, she runs with me. The woman, body positive, runs. She runs for fear, not fitness, and we run. We run back to the safety of an empty poem, looking for a space on the page. But the poem is dead. The woman, her body negative, dead. Words lost in the dirt, the writer is dead. Birds, hearts bursting in pain, dead. And I am dead, we zombie dead. Fingers stained red, scrolling sound bites and socials of the dead. But the dead are silent, as we are silent as the corpses. We skip with a swipe of our witness finger. We are dead to the dying in Gaza. The world is asking... Are mine the only eyes that see the lives of children and women and men, the young and the old, the able and the disabled? People, like me, like you, like them, like friends, like family, like neighbours, the world is asking why. Why are they not seen but as numbers? Why a stop is not being called for? Why do they think we don't see truth? Beyond political speech and sound bites, collective punishment and collateral, is human life nothing but a punch bag for anger? Wasn't enough enough before? Did we not say peace must be the goal? Did the teacher not scribble in chalk, never, never, never again? The world is pleading. For every child, every woman, every man, every young and old, every able and disabled, every category, every box, the world is pleading, stop, stop, stop. Hi everyone, listening to Vandal Factory, it's M from Root Beef here. Um, you're about to listen to my new song, From the River to the Sea. I wrote the lyrics around 11th of October this year. It was a few days after the Palestinian resistance breached the perimeter of the concentration camp in Gaza. And, you know, seeing how, yet again, the Western media is stirring up Islamophobia, you know, the, the rhetoric um, in the portrayal of Palestinian resistance and it, like especially in Israel's response to the scale of the violence. Um, so this music was composed by my friend Bechial in Ireland and it was produced by my brother of Swift Sounds. There's some references to Jewish spirituality and culture as a way of saying, you know, this ethnic cleansing isn't about faith it's not about doing holy work, it's a, it's a geopolitical agenda um, of warfare and extermination, um, all to make profit and maintain control over the Middle East. But so many people believe in that right to exterminate a whole group of people because of that cultural propaganda of Zionism. So this song is, is just kind of speaking to that, that, that place of grief, that place of generational trauma, and, and how it's it's been co-opted uh, by Zionism. Mm-hmm.
So this song is also a fundraiser uh, for anyone who wants to donate. So far, the money has been used to buy eSIMs for people in Gaza to stay in contact. But obviously, people's priorities are changing every day. New things are, are coming forward as, as different priorities. So it's likely to change. Um, thank you for supporting the podcast. And may we all struggle together today for a better world tomorrow. Asaza is obliterated and the world watches. We must understand what it is we are seeing. From the seat of empire, where the rain delivers tears Picked up across the lands, reeling and screaming in fear We bathe in the whitewash, gathered from the flow That left the world thirsty with drought Where did the water go? The murderers turned it off The mystics keen, white phosphorus rains down As the pomegranate dries of all meaning Who is your father? When the intifada spoke in holy tongues of liberation and of life The olive tree burns with the hung The dead children The dead children Palestine, the dinner party talking, pointing fingers The missiles breaking open bodies in cataclysmic anointing The streets of blood, a daily way for daily bread Militaristic conditioning, another mother's rolling head Was that your mother? It was my mother too A hospital, a sanctuary, the rabbis weep under the moon Land acknowledgements and mockery Applauding native people, donning niceties The thin veneer, white supremacy exported They don't want it, they need safety They want freedom They don't want it, they need safety They want freedom Resolution 3246 makes absolutely clear that the Palestinians have the right to armed resistance as an occupied people. Can you imagine? Being born into a prison, can you imagine returning home to find your family missing? Imagine the bomb dropped on your house while you're still in it. Can you imagine being murdered for your last name and your brown skin? Can you imagine being born into a prison? Can you imagine absorbing lies, adopting it as your opinion? Being taught all your life to uphold a vision, never question why the dog bites is his only resistance. And so there are attacks, there's occasional missiles fired back, there's people on the other side of the wall being buried. And so they say it's tip for tap for digging deeper and looking further back. Rebellious morning hold the grief and insurgents intact We must be witness, no fence on which we can be sat As Palestine fights back As Palestine fights back The UK government and the US government seems to be okay It seems to be tolerating rockets being fired on a nation as, as long as those people are Palestinians The wretched of the earth, the global majority Decolonizes a buzzword or embodied philosophy I'm as guilty as you as switching off Heavy grief, information, overwhelm, attention, deficit is currency but I'm human and I will not let that be broken We're granted with a voice the highest truth to be spoken Don't be fooled by liberal quenching the fire Stand with integrity when you see that flag flying high It is freedom to live, freedom to breathe Freedom to raise children past the age of 13 Freedom to make a life without the daily terror To live peacefully and fruitfully and maybe one day recover Thank you so much to M from Rootweave uh, for sending in that intro to the song From the River to the Sea. Um, that song has been playing on repeat here at Vandal Factory HQ, so it was a real honour to hear more insight into the track. We are nearing the end of our podcast, and I'd really like to thank you for giving us your time. I've been inspired by the protests at Leeds that have always ended on a minute's silence where we remember everyone that's been killed 
in the recent months and years. And there's also been prayers, often Islamic prayers, but also Jewish, Christian. And even if you're not religious or spiritual, I think there's something incredibly powerful in standing in silence and deep contemplation with a group of people where you all are focusing on the same point and bringing whatever you think the divine is into our darkest moments. I think it's so incredibly important that we continue to picture and put that picture out into the world of the world we want to live in. Because if we can't picture it, we can't speak about it, then how on earth can we realise it and make it happen? So in these last few moments of the podcast, I invite you to find a quiet moment and contemplate, deeply imagine, pray, if you will, for the kind of world that we want to create. Join me in imagining a free Palestine. We must picture a world where people who are living in the West Bank, in Gaza and Israel are truly and meaningfully free. They are free to choose a life for themselves and for their children. They are free to move from Janine to Jerusalem to Haifa to Gaza to London and back again. They're free to educate themselves on their own history. Free from persecution. They're free to have their own agriculture. They are free to play, free to dream whatever they dare to dream. We must imagine a world where Palestinians and Jewish people live alongside each other and they are treated as equals by the international community, by the state, by councils, by hospitals, by universities, by their neighbours, by their friends. We must imagine a world where villages of all faiths and backgrounds are responsible for raising the next generation of children. And as they do so, they heal the generational trauma. We must imagine a world where people reject fear of the other. They reject revenge and only focus on dismantling the walls that divide us. We must realise a world of restorative justice, healing, liberation, and peace. Thank you. We're going to play one last song for you here on the Palestine Solidarity Special. It's by an artist called Sense Levant, who is a musician born in Jerusalem. The track is called From Gaza With Love, um, which is also the name of an EP he put out this year. So we want to send all our rage, our love, our solidarity to everyone struggling across the world in this fight for peace and justice. Thank you. 
Continuez à parler, on vous entend pas. 